Caution. Learning in progress. Welcome back to Smarter Every Season, the best planter podcast on the internet. Brought to you by product support here at Precision Planting. Um, I thought you were going to go Donald Trump there a little bit. It's the best. Everyone's (laughs) talking about it. It's a really, really good podcast. (laughs) I I, wouldn't have done that justice like you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as Freya is saying, this is Smarter Every Season. Um, This is a podcast brought to you by the product support team here at Precision Planting. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I just you got <laughs> to giggling. You, I, you got to giggling, and I thought this is a natural spot for me to kind of pick up. Freya, before we get into the episode today, um, we are still giving away a cooler. Can you talk a little bit about the details on that? Yes, we are giving the best cooler away that everything is talking Everything about. is the best. Um, <laughs> it is a really, really actually nice hard sided cooler. It's got some precision planting decals on it nice sturdy handle that you can keep all of your beverages in right for when you're working or playing right um so we're we're giving it away to enter you just need to email us at smarter every season at precisionplanting.com and give some give us some episode ideas um we are looking for what you are looking for and we don't know unless you tell us. That's so, perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, that is what you have to do to enter. If you have more than one idea, you will get more than one entry. Yeah. Um, and that is running until the end of August, so August 31st. Um, and then we should announce it. I think we have a September 7th episode. Yeah. So um, between August 31st and September 7th, we'll have a... Uh, a drawing here and we'll announce it on the podcast and probably email whoever wins. So certainly you can submit your ideas to us at any time. We would yes. love to hear what you guys want to hear, what provides value to your, to your business. Um, but to win the cooler, you've got to do that yes. between now and August 31st. Tyler, what have you been working on cooking yeah. up for this episode? Yeah. Here's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. It, it seems to me like in the last couple of years in product support, we have more and more instances where we are taking phone calls, and I'm guessing our dealers are too. I'm just kind of making an observation of what we see in support of planters that were bought secondhand but have precision technology on them. Yes, we're definitely getting more and more of those every year. I'm glad you agree or this would be super awkward. <laughs> and so one of the things I think that's a little bit of a challenge that we kind of run into at times is you, you may make it to a point in the diagnostic process where – that grower now needs a part, uh, a harness, a module, a something like that. And so you will ask that grower, do you have a precision dealer that you work with? And they may say, well, no, I bought this from X states away or something like that. And so what I kind of wanted to talk about is today, just how do some dealers handle servicing planners that they didn't sell? And I wanted to find three dealers, which I was able to do with the help of some of our RMs and RM leads, that have experience doing this, that have had some growers that didn't buy planters from them, but they've still brought them into the family, if you will. And I'm using family in quotes. They've serviced them. They've taken care of them. They've made sure that they had a good experience. So, so let me hit on those dealers. I, I asked Jeremy Lapartis, who's with Hoist Distributing, 
out of Audubon, Iowa. Joe Onkst, who's with Felpos Precision Services out of Fowler, Michigan. And Randy Clayson with RDK Enterprises out of Hillsborough, North Dakota. And Randy does have a second location. I think he'd probably love it if I mentioned that in Drayton, North Dakota. So what you're going to hear is me just kind of dropping in the sound bites from talking to these guys. I've already had conversations with them. I will talk a little bit about each talking point and then play their responses. And then you and I will kind of react to that. But I also took the audio from these three interviews and I sent it to Joe Rollin, who Joe is an RM lead that covers the Eastern United States. Uh, Joe has experience in sales. He's got experience in ag and he and I had kind of discussed this on the idea of, you know, who are the dealers who, who you feel like kind of do a good job or have some experience taking in planters and taking care of growers that didn't necessarily buy from them. Um, and in that conversation, Joe had a lot of really good talking and, and coaching points. And so I thought, well, let's just bring Joe on. I'll have him listen to the audio from these three dealers. And then he and I can just talk about basically our thoughts and reaction to that. And so that's that's exactly what we're going to do. Okay. Okay. So the first question that I had for these dealers is, you know, the conversation kind of starts with, how do you approach this? Like, I'm thinking here, Freya, like, this is the winter months, and somebody has bought a planner online. How do you approach that that customer? Like, How do you, how do you know just, that they've bought a planter online? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, a great question. So what I kind of found through this process was, these dealers They're sneaking have... in barns and looking at planters <laughs> trying to find the precision planting sticker. Aha. <laughs> um, these dealers seem to have a good enough relationship. They're mm-hmm. well-established enough that they have good relationships with a lot of the growers, even if the growers don't buy from them. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think it more happens that the grower comes to them and says, basically, this is kind of what I'm going to do. Or the grower comes to them after the purchase and says, hey, can you help me? with this um it's more rare that you would cold call on somebody i think that they would just say oh yeah i actually just bought this planner but i think it does happen Mm -hmm. so to your point though the a lot of these conversations are going to take on more of a form of i bought this planner can you come help me Mm -hmm. or hey this is what i want to do the 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 grower coming to the the dealer and saying this is kind of what i want to do let's hear jeremy lapartas talk a little bit about his thoughts on their there being still opportunity, even if there's precision components that are purchased with this planner buy. Having a planner uh, being an import coming into the area, um, you know, you can take it two different ways. It's just don't take it personal. Um, yes, it might affect you financially because maybe you didn't get the planner sale. Um, you know, it's too easy to get down and, 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 and make it personal. Um, but the thing is, is you got to stay positive and, and know that, that there are a whole suite of, of products that can be added to that planner in the future of whether it's a, it's a wear item or, or, uh, some precision planning, um, parts that, uh, uh, that, that could, you know, any, maybe a year or two, um, uh, that you bring a grower into uh, a winter conference or bring them into a, a planner meeting. Um, just because the planner has the drive Delta on it does not close the door, um, on that planner. Uh, there's a whole suite of, of products that, uh, with, with some education and in some time that 
you've, you've got so much more you can add to that planner. So that's Jeremy talking a little bit about how he doesn't take it personal. It's not that it was an attack to say, hey, I don't want to buy from you, Jeremy. It was a grower looking for a good deal, looking for a planter that already had something on it that he wanted. Yeah. And Jeremy keeping an open mind about, you know, really there still being opportunity. Um, I want to play Randy Clayson next because if you come to him with a link or something that, you know, to, to a link for a planner you want to buy online, he will help you train and give some advice based on the pictures that he's seeing. Um, I don't want to steal all his thunder here, so let's go ahead and play Randy Clayson talking about his approach when somebody comes to him and would, would like to buy something that they see online. Well, the the guys that call early in the season that, that say that we bought a, you know, when I say early season, I'm talking January, February, March, that have bought a planter from somewhere else or that was built by somebody else. They bought it at an auction sale, which is, we get we inherit a lot of planters that come off auction sales, as I'm sure other dealers do also. Um, but if those guys are calling me in, in February, March, um, we're, we're making an effort. If, if they're current customers, great. You know, we go out and, you know, they'll call us and, they, and they'll either ask our opinion on what we think of the planner um, or tell us where it's at so we can go look at it online. Um, you know, who, what auctions it on so we can bring it up and look at it um, and make some phone calls and talk to the owner, which we've done, done that personally, call the guy that owns it, say, all right, what's the deal here? Hmm. Um, get the story. Um, if, if it does end up being, if customer does end up buying one of those, then it's, well, well, when you get it home, um, give us a call, let us go out and look it over, figure out what you have on it, because not all the time, um, does everybody know what they're buying? They bought a planner. It has precision planting on it. So hence, (laughs) we're going to call you sooner or later. And I would just as soon talk to you in March about it than wait till, may or april which we have guys that do that also what else do you do for like an online planner what are the things that you're looking at just just for pictures right obviously you can't walk around the planner and physically be there what are you looking at at pictures what's good what are red flags when you kind of do that for guys well most of the auction companies do a pretty good job of taking pictures um and even even if there's flaws in the planner sometimes they will highlight those um, and, and we've been around planners enough to know where, okay, so this, this, if the guy tells me that he's going to go look at this planner, which I tell them always to go look at it, if they, or call somebody they know that's somewhat close or get somebody, get eyes on that thing and get underneath it, look at the frame members, um, to verify it's different places on different planners crack, um, mm-hmm. just due to stress and, and construction i won't call them you know wrong construction by no means but just different planners crack in different areas um and and we're we're familiar with that it's like all right get under this thing and check this spot if it's this planner if you're working on this one then look at this other spot over here just verify that it's not broke or if it has been repaired um verify that it's that it's a good repair um because if it comes in here and we see those cracks, we're going to cut them open and we're going to call one of our professional welders in um, and we're going to get it fixed yep. because you, it has to be. Yep. Um, 
but I mean, that's just things that we look for. Um, and we tell them this and, and that starts building a little bit of, if they're not one of our customers and they're talking about this stuff, that starts building a little confidence in us that we know what we're talking about. Especially if I tell them there's going to be a crack here between row number 13 and row number 14 <laughs> um, and, and they go look at it and there's a crack there. Um, or whatever row, wherever the, the specific point is. But if they do go look at it and they look at it and they see there's a crack there, just like I told them there was going to be, um, that builds confidence in, in for them in us. All right. And then, Freya, lastly, I want to go ahead and play Joe Angst. And he had a similar thought process to Jeremy, but he even takes it to, like, let's not forget about the, the wear items that are on this planner. Maybe it's not just precision, uh, but there still may be opportunity here. So let's go ahead and play Joe. Well, I'm excited that they would even be willing to try um, if they've known about precision planning or not. Um, I'm, I'm excited that they're even willing to try it. And uh, if they found it online, um, that, that's that's fine. Or they found it from a neighbor, wherever. Um, I'm I'm excited that they want to try it. So I want them to have a, a great experience with the precision side. Um, of what they purchased, but also is the, the rest of the planner going to work with what they have? And so, um, again, they, they they got the precision equipment on there, but is the opening disc set correct? And, you know, so it's going to be a good experience all the way across the board. So you you do visit that planner. You try to visit that planner. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no. So, again, if they, if they um, you know, if they purchased it, and especially when it's ahead of time, um, no, I, I want to, you know, a lot of times they don't, not even for sure, you know, be set, be drive, what's the difference. Um, and so again, help them to understand what they have. And if they've reached out, I, I want them to understand what they bought and some pointers. Um, again, it doesn't matter what size of farm it is that, um, I know that I have something in, in the toolbox to help them. And so just, uh, you know, just because they bought it, didn't buy it from me, they bought it somewhere else and got a sweet deal. Um, you know, I'm excited for them. And so, but, you know, I want them to make sure they, they understand uh, what, what it's capable of doing and, and, and help them to understand. So, no, we want to go out to the farm. And we're, we're excited just to, to be able to have the invite to anyone's farm. It doesn't matter, um, you know, if it's under this circumstance. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's a customer or somebody that uh, is trying to do better. And, man, we want to jump in and help them. So, Freya, I actually want to backtrack a little bit because one of the things that I wanted from this podcast episode is that there are some clear action items that it's, it's not just um, how to approach it or how to think about it, that there are some tangible things that, that dealers listening can do. Absolutely. I go back to Randy Clayson's comment about going to a planner um, or helping a grower look over something that they see online. To me, I, I think that's an action item. I think that that's something that can be incorporated into your business. If yeah. you like that idea, if you feel like it fits your business, but that's something that kind of taking this and flipping it around and, and instead of maybe being concerned, I guess, that somebody won't buy something from you. I do think there's there's health in looking at it from not taking it personally. And, okay, well, this is another opportunity for me to be the planner expert. So if he wants to buy this planner, I can still start that kind of advisory relationship and give him a few different things, this grower a few different things to take a look at. So to me – Maybe offering that as a service is a potential action item or do mm -hmm. item for the business. I say do in quotes like do this. And then I, I heard with Joe, he tries to get 
out there quickly and educate once it, uh, somebody has bought a planter, right? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And actually that leads into kind of where a lot of these conversations went to next is that once they've been called to the farm um, or once they know that a grower has purchased a planter from elsewhere, these guys are all very quick to do two things in my from, from what I heard. And that is, as you alluded to with Joe, that their next step is to educate. I'm going to go to this planter and I'm going to teach them what they've got. I'm going to go to this planter and I'm going to help them set the monitor up. I'm going to help them get the very most out of the, tech, the technology. Um, and that moves me into a role of being an advisor or that trusted expert. It gives them a good experience and it helps them to utilize the technology to its fullest extent. So I will go ahead and play Randy Clayson's thoughts on that now. But we just want to get out there and look at it, um, visit with the guys, either teach them um, about the monitor and about what they have, start the education process. Um, if we still have a, a training session coming up or a uh, operator's clinic coming um, obviously we want you at the operator's clinic. I, I, I don't want the guy that wrote the check for the planner. I want the guy that's going to sit in the seat of the planner. I want that guy at the meeting. Um, I want him to learn. Um, that way, you know, at least when I talk to him, when he calls us and he's having trouble, he has the knowledge to say, oh, I think I got an SRM that's going blank and, and you don't have to, Explain to him what that is because he knows what that is because we've talked about that. And then similarly, we'll go ahead and hear how Jeremy Lapartis handles this. You know, so, I mean, we'll start off by, you know, if a planner gets brought in and um, it is a slow time of the year, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get the planner, whether it's in our shop or if the grower has a, has a facility that we can get it inside, get it out of the weather go over that planner and you know it may not it just may need some wear items and it may not even need anything at all and it just comes down to um uh spending time with the grower and and you know doing some maybe some display training and some some minor diagnostics training to kind of help me out just just because uh uh you know if if i can't maybe get there right away um them having a better understanding of row components and and operation the display operation um just to uh make it a little bit easier on me just because knowing that this is their first first year with maybe a 2020 in front of them uh there are going to be a few additional phone calls uh there's going to be times where they're going to be uncertain they're going to maybe be afraid to push uh, a button on the display thinking that they might screw something up so um it's it's just trying to um trying to spend as much time with them as I can to get them comfortable. Cause once they're comfortable um, and, and they're willing to do a little bit of minor diagnosing uh, those customers are repeat customers, uh, whether it's um, adding future products to that planner um, as the year goes on, um, selling them wear parts items. Um, it's, it's, it's a number of things, but also bringing them into the HDI family and, and, and partnering with us to, uh, um, to try to give them the best experience we possibly can. So there you go. The, the two other action items that I had written down from listening to both of those comments are, again, educate. How quickly can I get to this planner and educate that grower? Because that's going to put me into that expert or trusted advisor position. 
And the other one, and I didn't play the soundbite here specifically for Joe Onks. His his comments from the previous question led into this. But all three of these guys brought up to me that I am going to invite these guys to my planner clinic. I want them to have continued education on this. And Randy even mentions, I want the guy who's going to operate the planner. That's who I want coming to my planner Absolutely. Clinic. So those are two more things that I would call action items or do items, um, is educate, and I would even say as soon as possible, and invite them to the planner clinic. The user experience still... Like making sure that is good. That's going to, you have a customer, like they've already made the big purchase, but there's still add-ons like technology is always changing. They probably want something else in the future. There's certainly opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring that up. That's kind of where a lot of these conversations went to next is what is the value to me as a dealer and to my market of a good experience? Um, that if, if a grower has a good experience, that probably increases the likelihood that they want to do business with you and with precision planting or with precision planting components in the future. And that's a, that's a great point. And Freya, that leads right into this conversation on um, customers talking and growers talking and the value of that word of mouth from Jeremy Lapartis. So it, you know, if you, if you can have, a grower have a great experience with you and, and get through the struggles of, of, of a new planner with a new monitor, you know, something, you know, if they went from a ground drive, to a finger pickup to, you know, a V set V drive Delta, you know, that they bought outside of the area. Um, if you can get them to have a good experience and then also to see that crop come up and, and to realize that their investment they made um, was 100% worth it. And they've got no regret. Um, growers talk, whether it's to neighbors, whether it's it community events, whether they're out to eat for supper with friends or, or, you know, any, any time they're around town, if you can get a grower to have a great experience, I mean, you, 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 you don't have to cold call in that area because guys, uh, uh, growers talk and, and, and it gets around, um, you know, if you run to run into a neighbor that's down the road from that grower, um, they're going to tell you that, Hey, you know, it here, uh, here that planner worked really well. And, and, and it, and they can visually see the crop coming up and realize that this, uh, this grower made a heck of an improvement and, and what he had. And, um, and it gets guys looking at you, um, whether it's precision planning or just working with us at HDI. So I think it's really interesting that Jeremy Lapartis talks about the power of a good experience is so good that it almost like markets in an area for you. He mentions it's powerful enough that you don't have to cold call in an area. And, and basically what I think he's saying there is if the service is good enough, it's, it's almost a way of marketing in that area. I'm going to stop there because Joe Rollin has some really good thoughts, and he and I comment a little bit about this, and, and we'll get to that here shortly when I play the interview with Joe. But I just wanted to kind of call that out, and, and that I, I thought that was really interesting that that was – what he mentioned that cold calling um, was what he mentioned as, you know, a good experience is as powerful as or more powerful than cold calling. Sure. And that, that's not just with inheriting a planter either. Yeah. So that's Jeremy. I now want to kind of play a story that Joe Onks told, and it's really just a story of 
you know, he kind of did everything he could to make sure that a grower was taken care of and had a good experience. And that led to future sales. So, yeah, a customer, uh, that local elevator called and said, hey, we need to make sure we get this, uh, our check uh, for this 28% and uh, we can get that paid right away. And so the customer writes a check and, and gets it paid up, uh, paid for the nitrogen up front. And uh, so, you know, a few weeks go by. And so um, he's, he's used the side dress bar from the elevator to apply the nitrogen he bought from them. And uh, so a few weeks later, he, he sent his check. He's already got the nitrogen bought, goes to use the uh, side dress bar. And they said, oh, we, we auctioned that. We don't have that. So here, here he's purchased the 28% from him. And then he's got to figure out how he's going to put it on. And so he's, you know, but he, you know, th- th- this is, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, his first, first call is to me like, hey, this is what just happened. Uh, you know, what, 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 you know, what are you thinking? How can you, you know? what would you do? And so again, you know, just being able to have some answers. And, and again, I know his farm, I know his operation. So I'm like, Oh no, you already have a gen three in the, in the cab. Um, we can link that up um, and, you know, use that same tractor that used for planning to put the, the side dress down. So, we, uh, you know, put the 28 down and uh, the side dress. And so, and he was actually using uh, just a colder that was going on top of the ground. That's what the elevator offered him. And so it's like, hey, let's shank that in, and then let's get, and let's actually cover that as well. So his first call was to me, just like, I'm in this jam. You know, what would you do, or can you help me? And uh, he hadn't really even thought it through, um, but he he knew that uh, I had some resources and and uh, some experience. So and so, you know, I, because I've taken care of him in the past, he he reached out. So now I'm going to play back-to-back sound bites from Randy Clayson. Uh, one of them being, if you can make a good experience, as you kind of alluded to, Freya, and you make it memorable, the impact that that has on your business. So let's go ahead and hear from Randy again. When when guys are having problems, they can be in their absolute, that's usually when they're at their worst. Um, because one, they're broke down. Number two, they're frustrated. And, it, and if you have what they need to get going and get moving again, um, they will remember that. If you don't have what they need to get them going again, well, they'll remember that too. But that's not the best way to be remembered. So you had talked about this, I think, previously too when we talked. You say you, we usually hear back from them. I know this is shooting from the hip. You don't necessarily have an exact number, but how often do you feel like that leads to a future sale on that planner? Oh, at, at least 50% of the time. Um, if if it doesn't lead to a sale, but the, the conversations are still there um, because they they understand that we understand what's going on and we know what's going on in the planner world, um, and we know we can they know that we can help them improve on what they're doing. And I said I was going to play Randy back to back. Now I want to hear his thoughts about what the impact of a good experience has on his market. And I, I definitely think the cool thing here is with Randy, you s- hear him take on an ownership mentality. You'll hear him say things like, that's my market, that's my brand that I have to protect and, and service. And that's really neat. Um, so with that mentality, you, you kind of hear, uh, again, his thoughts on um, how a good experience can positively affect the marketplace and, and the value of that. 
whether he's bought it across the street or he's bought it from me or bought it from somebody else. I want to still want to protect my brand. My brand at RDK involves precision planting and other short line companies. Precision planting is obviously my main line. Um, I need to protect that brand. Um, and if it means that I've got to help somebody that I've never dealt with before, uh, either either A, he's had a bad experience or somewhere else, B, um, doesn't know anything about it, but it was on the planner that I bought at the auction sale, so now I have to learn about it. Um, and it's, it's my job as a businessman who sells precision planting to educate that gentleman or that grower um, on what he's bought and how to use it. Um, and I don't necessarily always get paid for that, which is, that's just what it is. Um, that fits into the brand protection category. Um, yep, we get some money wrapped up in it. Not parts money, but time money. Um, but but we have to protect the brand and that's what we're doing. Uh, because I need that brand for me to survive. So I need to protect that brand at any expense. If we lose three hours um, talking to a guy about that bought a planter at an auction sale or bought it from his neighbor, wherever it come from, um, if we lose three hours of time, um, so be it. Um, I can't and I won't bill a new customer for phone time. I won't bill an existing customer for phone time. Um, because I don't think we'd have the logistics. It's a, from the logistics side of that. I just, it'll cost me more to have the logistics taken care of than it will what we're going to lose on that particular deal. Um, so that's where I'm at on that deal. All three of these guys, Freya mentioned that they don't charge for phone time. All three of them kind of when prompted on this topic in season have basically said, Hey, listen, I'm not going to charge for you to call my dealership. Now, if I have to go to the planter, I'm going to be very upfront with you that, you know, when I get in the service truck, that's when I, I do charge, mm -hmm. but I am going to try and help you out as best I can over the phone. So I thought that was really interesting that, you know, um, I don't know. I, I guess that it's, it's a good way to not lead right away with, right. This is going to cost you Mr. Grower. Right. Right. right? Like I, I'm going to try and help. My time is worth something. If I do have to come to the planter. Yeah. Um, but just being there and being available and, and, and not charging for that phone support. Yeah, especially for a new customer, that is something of a marketing tool as well. Like you are, you are putting in a little bit of, of an investment into this new person. Yeah. But that very well could pay for itself fivefold, tenfold, you know. That's a great point. So Freya... One of the last kind of talking points that we got to in each of these conversations was in my head, I had it pictured that there are guys like Jeremy, there are guys like Joe, there are guys like Randy that have a heart for wanting to help, right? Making sure that that customer has a good experience. And there is a sense of loyalty too, I think, when that person buys from you. Absolutely. But how do you coach that through the entire dealership? Because I do think it, it can be that there are are some folks, again, like these three guys that have a heart for it, but, you know, for others at the dealership who maybe don't have mm -hmm. that relationship or are meeting a grower for the first time, 
how do they also understand that like even though this person didn't buy from us, they they still have an impact. We still yeah. want to give them a good experience. Joe Onks had a really good thought on that. And we'll go ahead and play Joe's thoughts on on coaching that mentality of a good experience through the dealership. I'm quick to share stories on how, um, you know, this is what we did and it, it helped that farm. And because they've had uh, several successful seasons, they're now buying another farm or they're still in business. So, you know, when you share those stories, that totally changes, um, you know, the outlook of, you know, what the difference is, but then it also helps us to that, um, that when you're selling something, you're, you're selling something that's going to help their farm. You know, if it's not going to help their farm, we're, we are not going to sell it to them. And it might be, you know, uh, we've had guys that, you know, wanted to put Delta force on and their opening blades are, you know, uh, 14 inches. I'm like, but we're, we're in the wrong direction here. We're, we're going to, we need to work on some of this maintenance first. Um, you know, so that you, when you do put Delta force on it, you can have your a full, a full advantage from it. So, um, you know, staff meetings that's another thing is just being having a, a positive staff meeting and and helping them to um you know just stay on the same same page but again sharing these success success stories um but again it helps us to we stay busy because farmers know that so Frey, i've also kind of been big through this episode of trying to highlight some of the action items that i think growers can take mm-hmm and so I, I tried to make a point to ask each of these dealers if there was anything that we were forgetting in this conversation or anything else that they do to, I'll put in quotes, make a customer or provide a good experience. Randy Clayson had some good final thoughts on that, and I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Yeah, we usually try to check back with them. You know, if, if we don't hear from them the rest of the, whatever the day they call in, if we get a break a day or two later, um, where somebody's got a chance to give them a shout and just see how things are going. Um, some of them new guys, new whether it's stuff that I've sold or somebody else's sold, it doesn't matter. Um, some of those new guys, they they got so much stuff crammed into their head that first day. Um, and there's a lot of things going on when you first start out with a, if you're going to take a Delta V drive to the field and you've never run one before and you don't know anything about it and you've never been to a clinic, um, there's a lot of things going on. Um, so they get them going the first time when they call for your help, you get them going and, and then you just call them back a day or two later to see how things are going and they'll have more questions at that time. Um, if we can make that return phone call, um, it doesn't happen all the time, but we try to, but if we can make that return phone call and we can answer some more questions for that guy, um, Maybe he wasn't, you know, wondering enough about it to make a phone call because things were working and he was planting, so he was happy. But if we can make that second phone call um, back to him to check in on him and see how he's doing, he will be much more, um, it'll be easier for him the next time he's got a question that pops into his head to pick up his phone or text us and see if he can get an answer. So again, I want to highlight one of the things that Randy talks about there is following up. If somebody calls you with a problem, following up with them a couple days later is also a really good way to let them know you care, continue that relationship. So in terms of action items or, or what I'll say in quotes, do items, that was another one that I had highlighted that I want to make sure that we talk about here. Next, we've got Joe Rollin up to the bat, right? Yeah. Joe 
has just some really good perspective on the on on this conversation. He and I, again, as I mentioned earlier, kind of talked a little bit about this, and I was trying to look for kind of some names of who I could talk to, and was bringing up some of the questions that I wanted to ask. And Joe just kind of started rolling into some of the coaching points that he gives. He's worked with dealers. He's now working with many RMs as he's kind of the the Eastern uh, United States lead of the RMs that cover that, that geography. So he just, he has a lot of good thoughts. He has a sales background. Um, and, and so I, I guess I just really had fun with that conversation with him. I just kind of thought everybody would enjoy it. So I'm going to go ahead and play Joe's interview and Freya will come back afterwards and we'll kind of wrap up this episode. Sounds good. So I'm joined now over the phone by Joe Rollin, who's the Eastern region manager lead for precision planning Joe has had the opportunity to go back and listen to everything that we kind of have. He listened to the three interviews that we did with the different dealers. And Joe, you and I had talked about this topic of kind of working with customers who didn't buy from you and starting that relationship. And you have some really good advice or had some really good thoughts in that conversation that I want to pass on here to our dealers that are listening. And so I want to kind of go over those and get your feelings and your reaction to some of what we heard our dealers say in the, in the previous conversations. And where I kind of want to start with is the first idea of, of like somebody buying a planner online or buying it elsewhere. And we heard guys talk about, you know, I think it was Jeremy Lapartis talk about not taking it personally and there still being opportunity on that planner. You talked about the three C's of planting corn. Can you talk about that? Cause I think that directly applies to the conversation of, of, how to think about that interaction with somebody who didn't buy from you. Absolutely, Tyler. I think if we break that down, the three C's of, of planting is clean, create, and close. And, and a lot of times we'll look at a planner or we'll hear somebody um, talking about um, a planner that maybe was, was, uh, was, was purchased and brought into their area and say, well, you know, I, I think I already bought somewhere else. Um, I don't, I don't have time or the energy to take care of him. Um, and it, it, we're just busy. We don't, we don't have the bandwidth. But if we if we stop and think about it, and the opportunity that still exists within that planter, um, we've taken care of the the create side of that. Uh, we've not we may or may not have touched the clean or the close, and so there's still a lot of opportunity left in that in that planter. Yeah, and we're um, we're talking. Sorry to jump in. We're talking specifically on guy buys a planter that has like a V drive and Delta Force system on it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of planners that that uh, come V drive Delta Force speed tube, uh, possibly. Uh, maybe that came from an OEM channel. Maybe that came from uh, maybe from auction time or, or something like that. And maybe it was something that was traded and used um, at another dealer a couple states away that they found a opportunity to buy that maybe that was a a, a financial decision that they maybe uh, it was made sense to purchase that planner uh, because it was a little cheaper than what they could outfit theirs for. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was a, a cheaper interest rate. Um, they were able to trade their planner. There's a lot of reasons why they may have made that decision. Um, and it wasn't anything personal against the dealership or, or, or maybe you that were working with them. There was a, there was a bigger, a bigger picture to that. Um, but there's still a lot of opportunity left on that. Um, when we talk about the, the clean and the closed portion of that, and, and then also um, the liquid fertilizers um, application suite that we have um, that, that I'm, that planner that's coming to him still provides a lot of opportunity for you to do business with that customer, but also um, teach and educate and help set that planner for success for him in the spring. What were your thoughts on even Randy Clayson goes as far as to say, like if somebody's going to buy something online, we welcome 
that call, we'll go through it with them. Like, hey, we'll take a look or maybe we'll we'll call on the previous owner and see what they know about it or what's the story on it. Almost embracing helping guys out who buy online. Now, I, I'm certain from talking to Randy, he'd prefer to sell the precision parts onto that planner. Uh, but, you know, you, you definitely see the heart there of him wanting to help and wanting to be that trusted advisor. What were your thoughts on on Randy giving advice on that online purchase? I think Tyler is a, a phenomenal idea. If you can, if you can help um, coach a, a, a grower through that purchasing process and and looking at what maybe he's he's looking at and, and, and contemplating buying online, you can either do one of two things. You can solidify yourself as the planter expert um, and tell and, and let him know that hey, here are the things you need to look at. This is what that planter is. And, and you can also help um, by doing some reading and, and some investigating of it. It doesn't take a lot of time. Let her know what that planner is capable of. Hey, you're a heavy no-till guy. I don't think that planner is going to be for you. I don't, and this is why. This is what we've seen before. Or you want to do this, this, and this. I think that planner can absolutely do that. You currently have nitrogen on your planner. We would need to do this and this and this to get that to where you you want that into the planner that you'd want it to be. I think by putting yourself with them, you're you're putting yourself in the driver's seat for future business, but also solidifying yourself as the planner expert and the consultant. When you say, hey, if you're going to go look at that planner, I, I think that, it, you know, you can do that. But um, I, I really there's not a lot I can do to help you. Um, I'm not interested in that. that. That really, I think, puts a damper on that relationship that we're building and we're trying to build with our customers that that says, hey, uh, the most important thing to me is your livelihood, your operation. And and by, by turning our nose up or turning away from that gentleman, I think that really, really um, can consult that relationship. I'm just thinking on an idea here too, Joe, you tell me if it's crazy, but like, I like the idea of, you know, Randy's obviously an established dealer. He's seen a lot of planters. Maybe the advice here is if you're a new dealer and you want to be able to provide this service, you know, of, of kind of looking things over in an online situation, you know, maybe if you don't have quite the familiarity with planters that Randy does, maybe what you tell that grower is, you know what, let, let's take a ride out there together. Let's look it over together. And that's how you start to learn and see different planter frames. Uh, sure, it takes a little bit of time out of your day, but uh, you know, eventually, the more knowledge you acquire, th that's worth something. That's why people come to you. So, I don't know. Maybe if you're a new dealer, is it? Uh, what What are your thoughts on that idea? Just take take the trip out there with the grower and see if there's anything that stands out and learn about the planner together. I think that's an op an, an excellent opportunity to start building that relationship and continuing to uh, solidify yourself as the planner expert and, and the trusted advisor consultant role that you're we're really looking to fill. Um, it. it lets that grower know that, hey, I might not know everything, but I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to invest with you. Um, and, and, and hopefully that down the down the pipe that he's willing to reciprocate and invest with you and, and go down the next steps of whatever that planner um, needs with you in your business. Yeah, yeah. So the next thing that we kind of got into in conversations with these dealers is I, I felt like their mindset shifted once the planner's been bought to educate. I'm going to invite you to my planner clinic. I'm going to educate you because if I do that, that's going to give you the best experience. And that's what I want for you in an advisor role, right? I'm going to try and help you get the best experience and get the most out of, out of the technology. And so that, that kind of shift then of once you've got the planner, I'm going to teach you as much as I can. I guess, what are your thoughts kind of on like encouraging guys to take the time to do that? What, what's almost the, the risk or what would you advise guys on the risk if they don't? So I, I think at the end of the day, 
it's very important to take ownership of that planter if it's in your area and and, and it's and that customer is going to interact with your with your other customers right and and so they're going to talk and and i would hope at the end of the day that they he he tells the people um who may have purchased things from you that he got the exact same in his feel and his his interaction with you was the exact same as as with them because at the end of the day if it's not if it's if he gets a different different uh uh, if he forms a different opinion of your dealership and he or he has a different experience with the products, maybe the similar products, that the same products that you're selling, he's also going to tell people. And so it can be damaging to your business if he has a bad experience. Well, maybe I don't want to buy that product because look at all the all the issues that that uh, so and so had with it. Man, I'll never put that on there. Did you hear the year he had? He couldn't get this, this and this. And at the end of the day, maybe just a little bit of time. If you'd have spent just a little bit of time educating and, and helping him, we could have uh, we could have had a great experience with him, and he could be on our team, um, you know, telling everybody about what a wonderful experience he had or what a wonderful product it was. Instead, um, you're gonna have to overcome up, uh, objections and 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 uncertainties with future customers on whatever product line that was that he had issues with. And so I think it's important that we take ownership of those, uh, and we can really use that as a as a tool to grow our business. The other part of that is, is if I have somebody calling me up and saying, "Hey, I bought a planner. Um, it has this and this and this on, on it," I, I I go back to the question of, what's the hardest product to sell a customer? And I think the hardest product that we have to sell a customer, you know, we we, we think about it. We have FurrowForce, we have Vapply, we have V Drive Delta Force. What a wonderful product, you know, um, SpeedTube. But the hardest to me, the hardest product to sell to a customer is the first one, and that customer made the conscious decision that he can do better. And he decided to go down the path with precision planting. He decided to go down the path with the precision planting premier dealer network. And he said, I, 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 I think I can do better. There's a better way and there's, there's technology that I can, I can have on a planter that will help me have a, a better yield, a better crop than what I'm currently doing. And he made the decision to add that product to it. And to me, that's the hardest one. And when he calls you and says, hey, I've purchased this or I, I found this used planter. It has this and this and this on it. He's coming to you and saying, hey, I have business that I want to do with you. I've chosen to do business with a partner of yours. And you can either you can either run with that and say, hey, that's great. I now have a customer and an opportunity that I can build on. Or I can say, hey, you didn't buy it from me. Um, nothing I can do to help you. And when we when we say that and, and we take that path, I really struggle with that because at that point in time, we're, we're really no longer the trusted advisor. We're really no longer the consultant. We've taken a, a sales approach and made it about the money. And, and that can be dangerous because that's going to spill over in conversations at the coffee shop. That's going to spill over in conversations at the dealerships and things like that, that, that uh, hey, you, you may have had a great experience with them, but here's the experience that I had. And, and Tyler, you and I both know that uh, you can have 100 good meals at a restaurant, but if you have one bad one, everybody hears about it. Yep. If a, if a customer has 100 great experiences, he may tell some of his closest friends. He tells his neighbors. Somebody's talking about something. They say, hey, you know who I called? I called I called that guy. He was able to take good care of me. Why don't you give him a call? But if he has a bad experience, he will tell everyone he knows about it. Yes, and I think that's so, especially true in ag. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think Randy laid it out the best that, that part of taking that planter on and, and, and taking ownership of that planter is to build that relationship with um, the grower, but also you you want to make sure that um, that you're protecting your your image and you're protecting your dealership, and and that that hey we're going to help provide a, a great customer experience with him and we're going to bring him into the family mm -hmm. and, and make sure that make sure that uh, 
things go the way the way they need to. I think you're almost protecting the marketplace. Absolutely, your market. That's that's a that's a great way to put it, Tyler. You're protecting the marketplace. So you mentioned something in there too that I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into, I, and I I don't exactly remember how you worded it, but I think it was almost the idea. We started to get down the the path of the idea of like you know I I can't visit these guys. I don't I don't make any money doing that. Um, is taking it back to to money or or what does it gain me financially? What's I'll the chal- mindset? I'll, I'll, there? I want to add a little on that. Yeah, I'll I'll challenge that, Tyler, because. What does marketing cost? What does the billboard outside the dealership cost or the one down the road? Or what does a radio ad cost? What does it cost to, to, to pass out the can koozies at the county fair, hoping that it's going to spread my name and people will start to, to, to understand who I am? But it makes it easier when you stop at a farm and say, oh, I've seen your logo around. I've heard about you guys. Yeah, I, and so it's not, not a true cold call. Maybe they know who you are. You just haven't had an introduction yet, right? But so to me, when that guy comes to you and, and you tell him you don't have time, you're telling – I, what I'm hearing um, is that you don't have time for the future of your business because that is just as much of an, a marketing opportunity and a, and a, a brand recognition opportunity as it is a, a service call opportunity. When I would much rather have somebody call me and say, I have, I bought this and I have this problem and I can stop out and see them and help solve that problem and create a customer right then and there. You've got to shake a lot of hands at trade shows. You've got to shake a lot of hands at, at, um, you know, at, at different farm shows or, or county fairs, or or at planner clinics, you've got a guy that's calling you, telling you, "I want to do business with you." And you know, I hope that we're open, we're welcoming him with open arms, as opposed to, to giving him a cold shoulder. I think the I think what you're kind of getting at there is this: this is an investment. These are investments into my business. That's absolutely right. It's not an it's not an expense. It's not a um, it's not an inconvenience. That's an investment into your business and an investment into the future of your business. We, we, we know that the hardest, you know, I, I explained that I, that I feel the hardest product to, to get on a, a planner is the first product. That planner may have the SRM infrastructure on it at that point. That opens up the gates for everything that we have. Um, even at the end of the day, it might just be a couple smart firmers or it might be a V-apply section system and some flow senses. Um, but without that infrastructure and without making the decision to add the first product, we can't add the second or the third or the fourth one. Yeah, and I like the way you said it too because once they believe, they want to get better. And then that's, right. that's the toughest decision. That's the corner to, to get him to turn. Um, Jeremy ha- had a really good point, too, about we, we talked about market. We talked a little bit about, you know, again, just making the investment or th- looking at it as an investment. Jeremy, I think, had a really good quote that we played that it was customers talk and the value of a good experience. He said it means you don't have to cold call in that area. Now, I, I think there's some more expanding to kind of do on that, but I, I, I wanted to play that because I felt like it was very impactful. Like, wow, like as many guys as I, I hear, we hear kind of say, yeah, I don't call caller. I, I don't enjoy cold calling. And I get it. I was, in, I was in sales at one point. I had to do that, and I understand the discomfort that that, that can kind of come with that. Um, wh- what were your thoughts on that comment? I think that's a phenomenal um phenomenal thought and it's 100% right there if I if I look at cold calling and, and, and true cold calling right Tyler I know you, you and I have talked you were in, you were in sales before I was I was in sales before true cold calling is I don't I don't know that guy that guy doesn't know me right and and we might not have something in common I don't know that until I knock on his door we talk I get to know him he gets to know me and and maybe we've got something in common and we can we can do business together he needs the products that I have or he may say 
no, I, I don't, I don't even actually farm this um, anymore. I rent it out to so-and-so. And so it, it is a true cold call. I know nothing about him. He knows nothing about me where if, if I can have that, I can, I can, I can grab a guy um, who bought a planner, uh, maybe in an area that I'm struggling to, uh, to, to get a foothold that I've been trying to call on, maybe cold call on. And he starts telling his, his neighbors and he starts telling the people in the community that, Hey, I talked with uh, Randy and he did a great job of taking care of me. Um, and, he, and he starts spreading the word. When you stop in at the neighbor's house or you stop under the guys down the road's house, he sees your truck. Yes. Um, you know, so-and-so said that, that you actually helped them out when they bought that planner. I've got a few questions for you. They're starting to under, they're starting to recognize your brand. They know what you, what you do. You already are starting to have a reputation in the area as the gentleman to call or the person to call as the planner expert or when, when a customer has an issue. Um, that, that's, you can't put a dollar on the value of that. Um, and it, it, it really takes that, that true cold call feel away and and helps already have a step or a, in the right direction or a foot in the door with those other growers that you're trying to work with. Yeah. And I think it's important too to mention this cuz I don't think what he's saying is you don't have to make like a repeat visit, of course. So it, it's still good to maintain or continue that relationship, but I think you're right. I think kind of what he's saying there is your your reputation almost kind of precedes you when that happens. Absolutely. And in the the experience that you provide is then being told to the others around that customer and they know what to expect if they were to do business with you. Um, and, and, and that to me, a lot is the uncertainty of why, why growers or why customers don't choose to go with, with someone is they don't know what to expect. Or sometimes um, it's the, it's the, we, we have a hiccup along the road, right? Well, I, you, you know, I came out and I sent you a bill and, and this is, this is, that's how, what, that's normally what we do. And maybe that was a step that we missed and we didn't get explained um, well through the, through the process. Um, that customer's already, already explaining to his neighbors and, and, and his, and his neighbors are understanding how he does business with you. Well, I call him up. He's willing to set parts out for me. He, he, you know, he, he lives right over there. He drives right through here. He drops them off for me when I need them. Um, no, I was able to give him a call. He didn't give me a call back that night, but he called me first thing in the morning. He's setting the tone for how you do business with those with those customers around him. Um, Joe, I want to move to each and every one of these guys talked about they don't charge for phone time. Like in the spring, if somebody calls them who did buy from them or even if they didn't, they're trying to be as helpful as they can over the phone. They answer the phone and they're not charging for phone time. Now, if they make a trip to the planter, each one of them kind of said, "I you know, I try to be upfront about that. I try to let them know, hey. I'm going to jump in the service truck and I'm going to come out. There will be a charge for that, but not charging for phone time. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts on those comments. Yeah. So we, we'll take this one. I think, you know, the, the split that one in half, right? The, the, the call I've, I made the decision to go to the farm, but first, you know, the, he makes the phone call to me and how do I do that? I, I think it's, I feel it's very important not to um, give your customers a reason to not call you. I think it's very important to not give them a reason to not to not call you. And to me, if if there's a threat of maybe giving a bill um, or there's a threat of a charge, he might not call you first. Um, and, and then there's an opportunity to call somebody else first. And so it takes you out of the driver's seat of helping provide the experience for the for that with that grower, but also for future sales because he may have a. We we know we've all gotten phone calls um, on something, and it's and and the grower doesn't maybe fully understand the whole picture, but he knows that, hey, I can't get, um, 
this to work and it can't do this and it's affecting this and you start you start unpacking it it's hey we got it yeah we, we're gonna have to do something on that fertilizer system it's not capable of doing what you want it to do and by not taking that call we're gonna miss the opportunity or the customer not making that call because he's afraid may, he, he may get a charge for it we're gonna miss the opportunity for that future um, add-on or that that future product right and to solve the next problem that that customer is experiencing on the planner so I think it's very important that we that um, we, we're, we're careful about that. Um, I know some guys have, have been able to charge for phone calls and make it work, but I always want to make sure that I'm not hindering my customer's um, my, my customer's decision on who to call first. I always want to be the first guy that they call to, to solve that problem with them. Now I do understand that that hey, there's sometimes that uh, that we've got to wean a guy off of us a little bit and 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 get him maybe out of the cab. Um, his first step should be out of the cab to try and solve it himself, not uh, there's a beeper going off and he calls you and you ask him, well, um, have you gone back there? Is the light on? Uh, no. And you know he hasn't gotten out of the cab. And I totally, I I understand it. I've been in those situations myself. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I think that we, that we always want to try and encourage our customers to make sure that we're the first call. Joe, one of the other things that I kind of wanted to come through here was a lot of the talking points, a lot of this conversation is in the way of thought leadership. It's how to think through this. It's how to approach it. And I wanted there to be some things that came through that are what I've referred to as do items, like action items. Like here are things that you can leave this podcast episode and do. And some of those have been like, you know, like Randy, I think a good action item is, um, start to maybe offer helping look at planners online with your customer, right? If they're going to buy online and I understand that, that that's a business decision, um, be proactive in saying, okay, yeah, let's take a look at this. I've got the same link you do. Okay. Here's some of my concerns. I think that's a good action item. That's something you can do in this instance. Every one of these three dealers said, I'm going to go to that planner. I'm going to educate and I'm going to invite them to the planner clinic. Those are do items, educate and invite. Um, Randy also talked a little bit about the importance of following up. Like if a guy calls me in the spring and he's struggling and we don't really know him, there's not a relationship or, you know, we didn't maybe sell that planner. I will try to help him out, but then I follow up in a couple days. Did you get that solved? Are you still fighting it? What other questions do you have? Those are all like action items that you can do. Is there anything else that you can think of that are action items that you would pass along to to dealers so i i think tyler uh the, the, it's very important to get eyes on that planner you know joe did it joe made a great comment about making sure the wear items are are up to par on that planner and the opening discs and the barrel arms and the gauge wheel arms the gauge wheels are shimmed correctly i think those are those are a really important right we know that without with a lack of maintenance or, or with worn parts it doesn't matter what technology is on that planner it can fail and then at that point, um, if we're not proactive, maybe the customer has a bad experience or has a bad crop. He doesn't know why. Well, I know, and you know what he's going to blame it on. And so I, I think getting getting eyes on that planner and helping him understand um, what he needs for to get that planner ready for the field, but then also helping him understand what he just purchased. Because there's a lot of times that, that it, especially if that, pl that planner came from somebody who was not a precision planning premier dealer, the customer might not know what he purchased and the salesman doesn't know what he sold him. And that makes a very dangerous combination. Uh, it, you know, I, it's something that, that's come up before is a is a, a gentleman who's running a, a V-apply section based and he's trying to hit a certain rate with it and it won't do it. 
uh, getting very frustrated, getting frustrated with the V applies, getting frustrated with the system, but didn't have a full understanding of the system because when he purchased it, he purchased it from somebody that wasn't a premier dealer and they didn't ask the questions. And here, uh, the sections were too large with too large of a rate. He needed to add, he needed to double the number of V applies on it. So instead of having having eight V applies on it, he needed to have 16 V applies on it to hit the rate. Or instead of having four V applies, he needed to have eight to get those sections um, small enough to hit the rate. And it was giving the product a bad image, but it, it, the, the product was, wasn't doing anything wrong. It was actually, you know, we were trying to push it outside of its parameters. And so to spearhead those, that, to help the customer understand what he's just purchased and what it's capable of and having a full understanding of what he wants to do with it and make sure that we can make those two match. Um, I think that's, that's, that's one of them. I think um, absolutely getting them to your planner clinic and getting them to um, your 2020 refreshers and your trainings. Uh, the, the planner clinic, obviously, we can teach them the maintenance and we can teach them how to how to how to get that planner set for success and also teach them about some maybe some of the other problems he's going to see um, or could potentially experience uh, in the field, maybe during planting or he'll start to see when a crop starts coming up. And so we can identify them correctly and correct them for the next year um, and help understand the importance of why we need to get that furrow closed, uh, why we need to get the air pocket out, why we need to retain the moisture. Why do we need to remove the residue um, in front of that? in front of that row unit. Why are those things important? And, you know, I think it goes back to the education. And then obviously if we can get him to a 2020 refresher. If we can help him get familiar, because maybe this is the first time he's ever seen a 2020. Um, and, and if you've never ran something like that before, it can be intimidating because you don't know what the components are on the planner. You don't know what the, the, the buttons in the, in the screen and the, the, the numbers are actually telling you. you don't, you're not sure how to correlate them. If we can get them to a 2020 um, refresher, we can start to, to 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 teach him and educate him, but also make him aware of the things that he knows and doesn't know, right? Because that that curse of knowledge is if you don't know, you don't know. Um, we don't know what questions to ask if we don't know, and then and then we always struggle with the curse of knowledge of I know, but I forget what it was like to not know. Mm -hmm. And so being able to being able to to work through that with him, I think, is a it's a phenomenal, a phenomenal thing. Yeah. I, I think too, you know, help, we tend to think help is like, I have to 100% solve this. It is helpful to make a plan with somebody too, you know, of, even if it's after season, it could be as simple as, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know that we'll know until we get the planner back out, but the first day of planning next year, I'll come out and we'll take a look. I want to watch this in action as you plant. And we'll see if we can't spot it. Like even that, knowing that I think that there's somebody in it with you is a really good way to start you know, a relationship or, or solidify a relationship too. Tyler, every spring I get a phone call um, as, a, as a region manager, now as a region manager lead. Every spring I've gotten a phone call from somebody who had a bad experience with a product. And a lot of times it's not that they're upset about the product um, and they, they may not have had a full understanding of what they were seeing and what maybe the monitor was telling them or the conditions in which they were working and, and they didn't get the results in which they wanted. And I would say 99% of the time, the customer just wants to know what he can do different and have a plan so he doesn't do it again. Yes. Teach me so I, I, I make a better decision. Let's make a, ch a setting change um, or help me make an adjustment so I don't do that again or help me with a product that I need to solve this problem so I don't get the same outcome again. And it's not that they're they're upset or they're ready to, to to yell and scream at somebody. Just help me get better. 
help me understand and help me not have the same results again. One of the things that I think that is a bit of a challenge for guys is the the two C's that we still have opportunity on, the clean and the close, take more effort than V-Drive and Delta Force. And what I mean when I say that is, is I think V-Drive and Delta Force have been out now 10, 11 years. They're tried and true. I think there's kind of a feeling like if if you don't know the value of V-Drive and Delta Force, you're kind of behind times. There's been enough guys that have done it. It's robust. It's a good experience. They've had success. That V-Drive and Delta Force almost, I don't want to say sell themselves, but they're well-known. And it takes time to educate on the others. I would absolutely agree, Tyler. I think if we... If we think about it, uh, you can find row cleaners uh, online anywhere. Uh, there's 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 auction time or big irons always got a pallet of, of used row cleaners, and, and so we start talking about that that down that clean path, and we talk about what reveal can do for a grower and, and how it's different, how we can set our depth independent of our pressure, and and how we can take that. Um, Take that and, and move any of those those vibrations, any of that 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 the actions that would in, that would hurt my ride quality. We can move them from the row unit and move that to the bar. Um, how that how that will affect and how that changes how I need to manage my down pressure or what it requires to manage my down pressure. That takes time and energy to educate, and that, that takes that takes um, buying into the other concepts. Uh, the V drives the Delta Force. The you know the 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 concept that that I need to take control of things and and that those things do matter, but it does take taking to the next step. So it, it's it's just another conversation um, and another mindset set shift. Uh, and, and we think about furrow force, right? It is it, it's it can be an expensive investment for someone um, to to make the decision to to add furrow force. But if we can help teach and educate and understand the importance of getting that furrow close, lifting and fracturing those sidewalls, resetting that soil profile, using that that that, that, that two-stage system to to manage my soil density and and retain the moisture in that soil, uh, we we can really help push growers to the next level. We can really help them them, them achieve um, things that they didn't think were possible and and, and push the yields, and so. It takes continuing to educate and continuing to dive into what is the next um, lowest hanging fruit for that grower. What is the next problem we need to solve in that field? And taking that that, that concept and saying, hey, you know, they may not have bought V-Drive and Delta Force from me, but there are still problems to solve on that farm. And, and, and taking that to heart and, and, and truly meaning that. You saying that kind of makes me think that, so maybe that's one of the do items for a dealer is like if I'm not comfortable educating on the first C and the last C, the clean and the close, maybe there's opportunity out there for me in that's a do item. I'm going to get more comfortable with having that conversation. And I think if you understand that, like if you understand the impact or how to coach through what I'm looking for with the clean portion, what I'm looking for with the, the close portion, and where I have tools in my toolbox to help with that, I think another thing, Joe, that I think of too is as a dealer, you can't really be there every time a grower digs to evaluate the furrow. And you're definitely not going to be there every time they should dig because <laughs> it probably needs yeah, to happen multiple times. Yeah, because the times when they, 
the times when they dig and the times that they should be digging are definitely different. <laughs> we and I know that uh, that those are two different uh, two different realms, right? We, yes. We 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 preach that you should dig uh, dig early, dig often, and dig every row. Yes. Um, dig several times throughout the field, but. I, I know because I'm guilty of it myself, right? I don't have a large farming operation, but I farm as well. And there's times where we just have to get going. And, and I'm guilty of falling into that. Well, I dug a couple rows and I dug on that first pass. I think it should be good over here too. Yes. Um, so and, I, and we all fall into that trap. We it, all fall into that trap. Agreed. But I, so that's why I say too, like I, we, a dealer can't be there every time a grower digs and it's nearly impossible. It is impossible for them to be there every time they should dig. But I almost wonder, too, like if you're comfortable with that conversation where you can explain all three C's, but definitely the first and, and, and the last, is that that's how you kind of start to get a grower to be, um, I guess I'll say, more independent. Like if, if you can educate them to the point where they can evaluate a furrow and they're comfortable with doing that and that whole conversation of clean, create, and close, um. Like, I think that's really, really powerful. Like, because you can't be there every time that happens. To me, what you need to do is educate the grower on how to how to evaluate the furrow. And when you see this, what are the options that you've got at this point? And I and I would I would agree with that, Tyler. And I, I think the important part about that is, is that customer doesn't have to be able to solve the problem. He doesn't have to have the answers, but be able to recognize that there's a problem. Mm hmm is a is a powerful tool if we can teach him to recognize that i don't know what's wrong but this isn't right we can stop a train wreck from happening yeah he can call for advice uh, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, a trip to the field uh, a, a service trip to the field um maybe that's just a phone call uh, yep i've seen that before you, you know you know adjust this do this uh try again and and, and dig again and call back let me know what what, what that did um if we can get our customers to where where they can at least identify the problem, we can we can really move the needle with them. And I think I think one of the, the, the we we talk about the takeaways and and the action items is if you have a, a grower that um, maybe just purchased a plant or maybe he's not ready to spend some some money on some additional things that you think he needs in the conditions in which he's planting, uh, allowing him to run a row worth of something like reveal or or a conceal or a um, a furrow force. Let him get his hands on it. Let him start to understand what it can do and, and how it works. Um, let him start to see the results and see how it's different than maybe what he's running today. It's a phenomenal tool to teach and educate and, and, and help him understand what it can do and what it can't do. Joe, thank you very much. Is there anything we've forgotten? Tyler, I think, uh, I, I think the, this, the, the leave the message that don't uh, run away from the planter that might get sold in your area or a, or a planter that, that somebody bought from, from outside of the area because it was an opportunity or, or it made financial sense for them. We need to run towards those planters. Joe, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Tyler. Tyler, I know you had some, some thoughts and pieces of wisdom, I think, to take out of what, was, what Joe was saying. What, what were those? Yeah, so after Joe and I did that interview, we got to talking a little bit. And one of the things I think that I want to make sure and hit on, he and I want to be intentional about, is he's got some comments in there about marketing and spending dollars or, or allocating dollars to marketing. We both wanted to be very clear that in no way, shape, or form are we trying to say that marketing is expensive or anything like that. The, the point that we were really trying to make there is you think about it similarly. Marketing is an investment in your business, right? 
spending time with somebody and educating on a precision system, that is an investment in your business. So it, the, the message he's trying to send there, a point he's trying to make is making sure that guys understand, think about it like that. Think about it as an investment. So I, I just want to make sure that we're clear on that. The other thing, Freya, that I, I kind of want to make mention here, because I think Joe does a really good job of of summing up a lot of the comments that our dealers make. For me, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this episode is I wanted one of the takeaways to be, the big takeaways to be to our dealers, have a plan. I think we've done a pretty good job of hitting on or pulling out some of the action items as we've gone through this episode. But one of the things that I wanted to hit on again was just have a plan. I'm, I I didn't want to try and force any ideas. I, I wanted there to be a slug of ideas that guys could kind of get from this episode of what they could do. But one of the things that I really wanted to be big on was there are going to continue to be planners that come into the area that are from out of state that were purchased online. I think this is going to happen more and more. And so one of the things that I wanted our dealers to think through was just what is my plan when this happens? To hopefully not be caught flat-footed. If you've not had a grower reach out to you that bought a planner elsewhere, great. But there is a good likelihood that it happens. And I just wanted our dealers to think about this and to be prepared. That was one of the big talking points or goals for me in this episode. I think you hit those. Thank you very much. No, this was a lot of fun. Freya, everybody needs to give us their ideas. What do they want to hear? Yeah. We don't know unless you tell us. And we're going to guess and probably be wrong. (laughs) But we'll do our best. How can everybody submit their ideas? They can submit them by emailing us at smartereveryseason at precisionplanting.com. Perfect. With that, I think this is an awesome time to wrap up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time.